Hello, folks. Thanks for joining us for episode 40 of the Panelized Prefab Kit Home Building Show. With me today in his usual spot is the president and founder of Landmark Home and Land Company, a company which has been helping people build their new homes where they want, exactly as they want, across the nation and worldwide since 1993. Steve Tuma. Steve, how are you today? I'm doing great. Good. So another another good day as they all are, and uh, it was a busy day working on some really really interesting projects, different uh, types of building sites, different building department concerns, di- different customer design concerns. So it's it's been a really cool day. Whenever we we start the show, Steve always is very enthusiastic, and and you always start with it's been a good day, not hopefully it's a good day. It's been, we should get t-shirt made t-shirts made it's landmark. Been a good day. It's it's a good day to build. <laughs> yeah, so, something something like that. <laughs> That'd so be great. It's, but well, it's it's kind of interesting because you know we're not doing this because it's a job. We're doing it because we like it. Right. It's uh, it, you know, we've been doing it since 1993. We started the company, and it's uh, it's it's kind of fun. So you jump out of bed every day and say, "Hey, let's go build a house." Oh, that's nice. That's a nice way to you put know, it. Cool. What what other people are doing on TV shows? we get to do every day i want to talk today about building sites you specifically unique building spites sites and uh and uh i want to start with views because um you know if you're building a house let's let's say on a big big piece of land uh, having a great view is an amazing thing but I think I've seen houses where you look at the front door or the front deck of the house and it's looking the wrong way. And I always think the, the, the view's over there. Why would you build that way? So let's talk about what you can do when you're building to uh, to take advantage of a great view. Well, that's one of the interesting things that you bring up because I've seen that myself where someone's got this great view and there's like a mini window <laughs> or something or, or their bathroom's facing it. It's kind of right. like strange. Uh-huh. And sometimes that might have been someone that was building the home you know, for, for other reasons other than to live in it. Mm-hmm. So what we're able to do is is uh, work with people on the design. So a lot of people think, hey, there's a view. Let's just put a big window there. Uh, right. Well, sometimes there's a little bit more to that. There's where's the window facing? You know, how, how are you sitting on the land, the, the setting it on the land? And it's not just the big window. It's what's around it. So if you have a big porch going across the front of your house and you have a big window well the upward view might be limited so if mm-hmm. you're looking at a tall mountain there might be limitations there so we might have to design a porch differently or you know the whole home if you're looking more across like a lake you know that upward view may, may not be as important so mm-hmm. what we like to do is kind of understand what the view is and 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 what what they're what they're looking at sometimes it's a city view Sometimes it's mountains, sometimes it's lakes, sometimes it's just an open field. Mm-hmm. You know, who who knows what it may be. But also, it's not just the view. Sometimes people want light in their house. They want ventilation. Grow some plants kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> do, do that. Just enjoy it. Enjoy the light. You know, mm-hmm. um, it might be a family room where they want it, you know, bright. Other times, people want it dark if there's a home theater situation. So, right, right. so that's, that's the key is kind of an understanding of what what the goal is of the house because mm-hmm. to properly locate a window doesn't cost any more than just throwing it someplace and finding out later that that it isn't so we can work with the families on uh, site planning the design of the home the design of windows design of roof lines and different situations to to take advantage of, mm-hmm. of those views and 
I don't want to make it sound like it's expensive. Sometimes it's literally just where are you putting your breakfast room? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's where what what type of windows are you putting there? Sometimes it's like in a project we're working on right now in Washington State, it's how high does the house have to be off the ground? They they have an interesting piece of land that's at the bottom of a sand dune, of a mm. dune. Mm. Well, if they raise their house 10 feet, they have a monumental view of a very significant mountain. Right. So we're working to figure out, well, does the house have to be raised 9 feet, 10 feet, 11 feet? What do we do with the space below it? Right. right. So it's not always a window situation. It's a you know, what's holding that window in place, what's around it. And that's, that's where we're able to help. Sure. It's, it's actually a lot of fun and our customers enjoy it because that, that view might be the, the primo thing that they want in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk a lot about things just as a society about like, uh, you know, environmental impact or carbon footprint, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. let's say you buy a beautiful piece of land and you want to minimize the impact of the land and it, and you're, you know, you have an idea for your house, but you want to know how you can minimize the impact of the environment. Do you guys uh, do you guys get into that a lot? Yeah, we can really help that. In some areas, we do green codes to make sure that people are disposing of things properly or, mm-hmm. or using the right materials so you don't impact the land. But generally, the 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 more obvious concern is the actual excavation of it. Mm-hmm. So let let's just say someone had a, a a home on the side of a hill. You, you can go in there and dig a full basement, you know, excavate the side of the hill, put a basement there. But some people are like, hey, wait a second. This is a migration route for many deers or sure, yeah. animals or they like the animals or birds or whatever it is or they don't want to impact the vegetation. They'll actually put a house on stilts. Mm. So let's just say you had a house that had 200 linear feet of wall, you know, basically a 200 linear foot of crawl space or or stem wall or something like that. Mm-hmm. If you could put it on piers and instead of 200 linear feet of wall, you end up with say 10 individual posts, mm-hmm. you're not tearing the ground up. So this is more of someone's ecologically minded. Um, some places dictated, other people just do it. If they're doing an off grid house, they might do it. But mm-hmm. what's interesting is sometimes people say, wow, that sounds expensive. Well, in a lot of cases, the foundation actually costs less. Oh, I got it. So um, it's it's not just the ecological footprint. Sometimes it's it's the wallet footprint. Mm-hmm. I guess I just turned a new one, <laughs> uh, you know, the wallet footprint. Another T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's a, it's, it's a situation there where there are different ways of putting a house on land. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a slab. Sometimes it's a basement. Sometimes it's a crawl space. Sometimes it's piers. Sometimes it's cantilevers. So there's there's a variety of different ways we can do things to be able to enjoy the land but not impact it. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's some people we have in in uh, different areas where wetlands are involved, and they have to have very minimal to no impact of the soils to be able to build where they're at. Mm-hmm. So after they get through the governmental processes, they'll go through and say, okay, we can have so much of a foundation in this land. Right. So then we have to go through and develop a a foundation design that stays within within the parameters. So it's it's pretty cool. Sometimes people say, "Wow, that sounds expensive." Well, it, it takes a little time to design it, but it's not it's not the the thing that's going to break the bank. And usually, when people are building in these areas, they're it's just a beautiful place. They 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 want to enjoy it. They're it's an heirloom property. They're not building it to sell it. They're they're building it to 
sit and enjoy with their friends and family. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of thinking up front helps us uh, develop a set of plans so that the enjoyment, as long as you own the home, is much better. Of course, yeah. It's interesting what you said about, you know, the animals. And I, I know people probably do a lot of things with their design of their house and even their landscaping on to attract animals to their house, which is kind of cool, I think. Well, what's interesting is there's been some skyscrapers that have been built that mm-hmm. end up being in the migration routes of ducks. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting. You think a duck flying a thousand feet up would see a big, tall building in front of it, but mm-hmm. there's something in the navigation. You you even see it with the uh, the the wind farms and some of the solar farms, right? Yeah, where uh, animals are are getting hit by uh, blades. Mm-hmm. You know, so there there's if if someone has that concern, you know, there there's ways to uh, to, to work around design so we don't impact the, the land as much. Mm-hmm. Well, when we're talking about unique uh, pieces of land, unique unique spots to build a house, a lot of times I think we're going to find land that doesn't actually have a flat spot on it, you know? And so (laughs) I I find a beautiful piece of land and I go, you know, there's not one flat place to build a house. What what does Landmark suggest in that sort of situation? Well, what's happening is more and more people are doing that, especially in recreational or vacation properties. They'll be like, hey, I've always wanted my chalet in Colorado or in the Rockies or I've wanted to be by a lake or mm-hmm. in a mountain range in the south or, or whatever it may be mm-hmm. and uh, or the mountains in the northeast. They'll, they'll, they'll want to go do it. So in that case, we have to work potentially with a civil engineer or we can work with a customer to design a home that takes advantage of the, the view. So in general, building on the side of a hill will cost more, but sometimes building on the side of the hill is what gives you that mm, view. Right, right, right. Or or that particular situation. We've, we've built a variety of homes on the islands off of Washington State, and all of those are on the sides of hills. Well, you're building on an island. <laughs> you know, it's, it's you know, it's, uh, there, there's water there. People want to go down to the water, bring their kayaks in and out. So we're able to come up with designs that, that take a, advantage of that. And... I talk a lot about the more unique building sites and challenges of, you know, those specialized kind of hillsides, mountains, whatever it may be. But that same situation kind of works in a flip side in an inner city lot. If you only have a 30 by 100 lot, Mm -hmm. you can only put so much of a house on there, you know, as far as a footprint. Mm -hmm. But people still want different features. They still want to take advantage of the view. Maybe it's a little view in the backyard. Maybe it's a view across the street into a park. So we're able to work with people to to take advantage of of what their land offers, whether it is a flat lot in the city, a flat lot in the, the country, or a mountainside lot, um, we, we can do it. So we understand the different situations of working with a, a geology reports, geotechnical reports, topographical details, whatever else may be required to, to make sure that the home is designed properly for the home, mm-hmm. whether it's a flat lot or or a, a more complex and and some people depending on the communities that they're building in some of them can get a uh, pretty complex and intricate even if you're building on a flat lot that local building department may request um, a lot of details so the the bottom line is let us worry about those details just find out what you need we'll help you with the house design and then our engineers and designers and, and myself can work through the the intricacies of, of each building site. Well, no matter where we build, no matter how beautiful the site is or how unique or whatever, there's one, there's one constant and that's the sun. 
and uh, you know it's it's gonna it's gonna play a, have a factor in what you're doing, of course. So you know how do I as a as an owner builder uh, building on a unique property, how do I work with the sun to make my home let's say more energy efficient to start off with? Well, that's that's a really interesting question because more and more people are understanding that concept. Uh, if we we're here with our grandparents or great, great, great grandparents mm-hmm. that, you know, 150 years ago, you know, settlers out here, they, they would understand that, Hey, the sun can heat my house in winter, but it, it'll also heat the house in summer and maybe I don't want it to be heated. So, <laughs> so let's put some overhangs or let's orient the house a certain way, mm-hmm. or let's take advantage of prevailing winds to have windows in certain locations or different types of venting systems to let the heat out naturally. Mm-hmm. So, um, some states' energy calculations take into effect the orientation of the house to the sun. But whether or not your state does, we're able to work with you on the design if you choose to have one that's, you know, quote, organic, eco-design. You know, some of, those are some of the words, words that are used mm-hmm. to go through and, and get it put together. A lot of people like the natural light. They like the heat that the sun, the sun will, will create. So mm-hmm. we're able to... Uh, create some comfortable designs with them, but also work to protect from the sun if for some reason they're in a very hot area or very sunny area and they, they need to work through it. So so the sun is an interesting uh, situation. A lot more people are getting into solar design, the photovoltaic, as well as the hot water systems. Mm-hmm. So we're able to help them with uh, allowing enough space, whether it's on the roof system of the house, an ulterior, an, an extra building, or on you know on a, on a piece of land you know sitting on its own stands on the mm-hmm. piece of land, so we're able to go through whether it's it's a natural situation or, or more of the uh, the modern day solar systems. Right. We're able to to work through it's it's pretty amazing the technologies and knowledge have have uh, excelled you know in the last five ten fifteen years where where it makes sense and and some states are mandating it. So it's a, it's a pretty cool system where we can uh, work with people uh, to, for the natural sun and also gathering the power of the sun through solar systems. Right. Well, you know, the Landmark has you know, is, is so helpful to their customers when it comes from the design aspect moving forward. And, and what if I, in my brain, I have this design idea, but I've got this beautiful, beautiful piece of land and I don't know how to put it put the two of them together, <laughs> this design and this site. So um, how often does that come up for you guys? Well, it's pretty interesting. A lot of customers have an idea of mm-hmm. what they want there. Right. They, they know that they want this. They know they want this particular type. But sometimes the details, that's where we jump in to tie it together, mm-hmm. to go through to, to make sure that the uh, the land is, is used properly to make sure things are put together. Some people have the capability of completely visualizing a house in the home. Other people need to see it on paper. So if someone can completely visualize it or they have their own plans or they've sketched their own plan ideas, we can review those. Other times we've worked with people where they say, Steve, I I can't quite tell you. I know what I want, but I, I can't quite tell you how to do it. So mm-hmm. so we'll just talk to them and get a general idea. We'll, they'll say, hey, you know, I've got a yard and I've got a view out the back. You know, this is what's in the front. We want to do this. I, I want to have, you know, bedrooms, you know, a couple bedrooms on one side of the house, a couple bedrooms on the other side, or mm-hmm. I want a two-story. And then we could work with them to refine the ideas through a conversation. 
sometimes they tell us what they want. Sometimes we find out what they want by them telling you what they don't want. Mm. And amazingly, and sometimes people end up with a house slightly different or completely different right. than what they initially thought as, as they're able to work with us to formulate the design idea. We have uh, thousands of plans on our website where people can take a look at it and use that as an idea bank to, 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 start, to start the project. Mm-hmm. And so um, we, we've had a there, – there's just as many people that know exactly what they want as, as there are people that are like, I kind of know I just haven't formulated the idea. So we, we can work with all the people to, to get it put together and, and fine-tune the concepts of, of what it is that they work. We then take their idea and kind of formalize it on paper, make sure the codes are put together, make sure things are drawn properly, make sure ceiling heights are right, the wall thicknesses are right, you know, diff- different situations like that, make sure there's enough space in the walls for the insulation, make sure doors are the proper width. Mm-hmm. If people want something that's wheelchair accessible, we can go through and do it. So we can kind of take care of the nitty gritty. We just kind of uh, help people in the initial phases to to get the idea formulated so that it's what they end up doing. Right. The key to this is part of our design process, part of our service, is that we're able to draw plans and then do multiple sets of revisions. Because there are times where people say, this is exactly what I want. We draw it up, and then they look at it and say, you drew what we wanted, but I didn't realize. <laughs> I, I want a bigger closet. I need a, another window here. I need this and that. So that's... The, the ability to draw the plans, have them reviewed so they're proper, and then go through and fine-tune it, it, it really helps the customer understand the process but also create an evolutionary path to end up with the house design that they want. Mm-hmm. Not all ideas are formulated the first set of plans, so we're able to do multiple sets to make sure that it goes through. Then when a customer's done with the plans – you know, with the changes, the architectural changes, then we get to the finalization stages. Hmm. Well, we're talking about unique properties here today. Now, I'm saying, I'm thinking to myself, unique properties, oftentimes that means the middle of nowhere or in a very difficult area or something like that. Some people just, you know, I've seen these big houses go up in places where it's like there's barely any roads going anywhere and right. people are building. Mm-hmm. What I'd imagine some of these areas are have very simple building departments or no building department at all. Do I am I allowed to just willy nilly go into a place without a building department or a or just a small building department and just start building? Well, every area will you know, theoretically has building codes. It's the enforcement of them mm-hmm. and, uh, and building departments. There are places in the U.S. that do not have building departments. Mm-hmm. You literally can go dig a hole, build a house, no one will inspect <laughs> it, and, you know, you're, you're on your own. If it's in those cases, we're still going to do it right. You know, sure, a yeah. lot of the codes are there because of safety issues or kind of make sense things. Yeah, some of them are there because, you know, I don't know, some, <laughs> someone wants to make people do stuff. But the reality is, is whether or not there's a building department, uh, you know, we're, we're going to go through and make sure the plans are, are done right. Mm-hmm. Other building departments are a little simpler to the point where, yeah, they're there. They're a building department, but they aren't really providing any guidance, or right. they they may collect a fee and have a plan check, but you're it's always questionable on what they're actually checking. Mm-hmm. And that's why we want to make sure that our that our homes are are built properly for those things to make sure there's 
proper ventilation, pro- proper egress and window for safety. The hallways are the right size. Doors are the right size. Mm-hmm. Overhangs are right. And then there's there's also just a lot of make sense stuff, you know, insulating it properly and and different uh, details. And then it goes to the other spectrum, side of the spectrum, where you've got these building departments that want to question everything. Mm-hmm. And we have no problem with that either. Mm-hmm. So tying that into unique building sites, sometimes those unique building sites are very remote places where there is not a building department or a less sophisticated building department. Other times, those unique building sites are in some of the areas where they have the strictest standards, oceanfront properties, mm-hmm. especially on the West Coast. Some of the higher-end uh, mountain communities can have some very very strict things. So whether you're out in the middle of nowhere or in the middle of the city, we're able to help people develop the plans accurately for for their specific building department. Let, let me get into something else here. There's Every once in a while, we'll get a call and someone will say, well, I bought this set of plans on the Internet. And they told me that everything's great and it's going to pass my building department <laughs> and, you know, there's no problems and everything's just peachy keen. And then we ask them to go read the disclaimers to later find that, you know, they might have been engineered or designed for one spot 10 years ago. They're, they're not necessarily specific to the building department. They may make claims about that it's done to a certain code. You know what? It's, it might be right. The issue is... Every building department needs a different level of information. Mm. So even if someone has a standardized plan, the chances are there's going to be a lot of details that need to be added uh, for for the particular situations. Or the standardized plan is a code minimum situation. So let's just say you you take a, a plan from a plan service that is based in the Midwest or the south with a uh, you know that might have a, a lower snow load and then you decide that you're going to go build in Telluride, Colorado. There's no way that those plans are going to be accepted. The snow loads are different, the details that they need for site plans, the structural details are different. So that that's a key element is that we've we've got the the design processes to in a sense legitimize plans that a customer may have and make them usable for the building departments. That, that's one of these funny little fallacies out there that, you know, hey, you can just go buy a set of plans and turn it in your building department. You know, maybe you are lucky, mm-hmm. but most building departments are asking for for a, a lot more details than, than, are, than are typically supplied. So you, you've got to check that out, and that, that's what we can do. Mm-hmm. We, we can help people uh, navigate the building department details. Um, we've done it a lot. We understand the process. We do it every single day. And if for some reason your building department is asking for something special, if I don't have the answer, one of our professionals does, and we'll, we'll get right through it and, and make it happen. So that, that's, uh, that is one of the key elements is proper design, proper plans for permitting, which also makes it easier to build, easier to pass inspections, and then it also ultimately retains the value of your home because the home is built right. Mm-hmm. It's a, that's, a, that's a key thing. These are interesting things. We kind of tied unique properties into codes and mm-hmm. building plans, energy efficiency. And sometimes people will understand one component, but not necessarily understand how that one component affects something else. Like very few people would ever think that their insulation can affect the structure of a home. 
Well, yeah, who would think that? Yeah, people say, well, just stick a bunch of insulation <laughs> in the wall. and it, That'd I'll, be I'll, me. I'll be warm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> warm and, me up. Yeah, but, you know, with different design homes and different energy codes, you need different levels of insulation to pass the code properly. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, that means you've got to change roof structures or, in the case of solar panels, you've got to possibly change the orientation of a roof pitch or, or go to some alternate location. So um, these details, as far as architectural design, structural concerns, energy code concerns, they all go hand in hand. So it's kind of like one thing may affect something else. And that's how we're able to help. So if if there's a situation where it's kind of a borderline or the customer doesn't understand, we're able to go through and say, hey, wait a second, you're, you're building in Telluride, you're building in Los Angeles, you're, you're building in upstate New York, your energy concerns are a lot different than if you're building in Alabama and, and how that may affect the roof structure of a home and the design. And that's, that's what we're able to do. And with our knowledge, we're able to help customers move along quicker, make it easier on them and let them have a, a stronger understanding of what's going on mm-hmm. and why something should be done a certain way. Our customers want to know what's going on. They enjoy it. They're, they're owner builders because it's, it's a passion. They want to do it. And we're here to help. Information and communication, that's what it takes. That's it. Well, there you go. A lot of good information on today's show. Man, this is uh, this has been fun. I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time because I, I look around and I see, man, that'd be a great place for a house. But how do you make that happen? So I think we learned a lot today. Yeah. So, uh, so that's going to do it for us today. But before we go, Steve, as is our our customary uh, habit, um, let's tell the list the uh, let's tell the listeners how to get a hold of you guys over at Landmark Home and Land Company. Our website's always available at lhlc.com. That's basically the initials of Landmark Home and Land Company, lhlc.com. Um, and there, there's videos. There's different write ups on details there's pictures of of what we do so someone can get an understanding of how we can help and we've got thousands of available plans on there for you know for people to peruse and use as an idea bank and and a place to start if if they don't already know the design Mm -hmm. Uh, you can always call us at 800-830-9788 and michael answered the phone and you know you can have a discussion with him to review the different details understand what's going on with your project, understand how we can help you. Mm -hmm. Um, We are very proactive in talking to customers, taking care of them, getting them the answers they need. We are a a knowledge base, a a product and a service to to help uh, people design and and build their homes. Um, You can also email me at uh, landmark at lhlc.com. Again, that's landmark at lhlc.com. The key to this is that we are proactive. We like what we do. We've been doing it since 1993. We have a lot of knowledge. We have a lot of experience. We've worked pretty much every building condition in the U.S. Waterfront, deep desert, below sea level, at the highest elevation in the continental, 48 in Leadville, Colorado. We built houses in the city in big cities and small cities and rural areas on hillsides, flatland. 
So we have an understanding of what's there. So I think people will find our customer support and knowledge base is what really, really will help them with the learning curve and the understanding of how to properly proceed with the home package. We, we consider our relationships uh, with our customers to be very important. And uh, we also enjoy what we do. It's, it's, uh, it's a good time. And we have many customers that come back and build again, or their son gets married or daughter gets married and they build a house or retirement home, whether they're upsizing or downsizing, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're able to help. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. We enjoy it. All right. So another interesting show. And make sure that you guys, if you haven't heard, uh, you know, this is episode 40. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of other episodes that are archived on the website. And if you want to go back and you can find some uh, some other topics from earlier shows. So for Steve Toomey and myself, we want to thank you again for listening to the Panelized Prefab Kit Home Building Show. Be safe, be safe out there, folks. And as I learn to talk again, <laughs> we will see you next time. Have a great night or a great day whenever you're listening. Thank you. <laughs>